Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Good morning. It's uh, before we start. Can you imagine a court case? And you look around inside the courtroom, but there's only one person there. There's only the one that that, that has made the 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 complaint sitting there, waiting for the court case. There's no judge. There's nobody in the bench, the, the guy that's, that's supposed to be in the dock, that's, that, that's the, the, the accused. Where's he? He's in jail. And who's this guy that, uh, that's making the accusations here? So let's start. I'll give you the answer to that one. 2 Samuel 4 was 4. Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled. But as she hurried to leave, he fell and became disabled. His name was Mephibosheth. Now why would the nurse try and run away with this boy? Because in those days, if another king came on the throne, it was bad news if you was a descendant of the previous king. The tradition was to just kill him. So this nurse that was looking after him, she thought, no, this is not good news. Saul is dead. Jonathan is dead. And she cares about this baby. She wants to save this baby. She drops him, and he's lame in both feet. Now, can you imagine what it is for Mephibosheth growing up? He's lame, he can't walk, and it's all David's fault. In his mind, David is the one that brought this over him. And David is the one... That, was, that, that, that now became king. And he's sitting on the throne and it's go, going well with him. And I'm living in, with my both, lame in both my feet. 2 Samuel 9 verse 1. David asked, Is there anyone still left in the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? So Ziba came said, there is one more. And in verse 4, where is he? The king asked. Ziba answered, he is at the house of Makir, son of Amiel, in Lodibar. So Mephibosheth is living in a place called Lodibar. And Lodibar literally mean, means pastureless, no greenery, a desert place. And very often, we look at our own lives and we think, Lord, I'm living in a desert place here. It's not going well with me. So you can imagine Mephibosheth living there and he's in fear. He's hiding from David. Because if David finds him, he's going to kill him. And one day, 
There's news. The soldiers are on their way. So they bring Mephibosheth before the king. In verse 6, when Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, and he said, at your service. What is he expecting? He is expecting to be killed. He just hoped it will be quick and not take a long time. If we can skip to, to verse 8, Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? But just before that, David said to him, Don't be afraid, David said to him, For I will surely, surely show you, that's verse 7, kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will always eat at my table. And many of us, when we are in a desert place in our lives, we blame God. We are the accusers, accusing God that it's not going well with us. So this morning I want to talk to you about forgiveness. Oh, fantastic. I love forgiving, receiving forgiveness. For when I have done wrong, and I need forgiveness, and God, God forgives me. Oh, fantastic, God has, uh, has forgiven me. But let's go to... Um, Matthew 6, to the Lord's Prayer. The disciples asked Jesus to, to teach us how to pray. And in verse 9 he said, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I'm reading for the, from the King James here. Yeah? Thy kingdom come, thy will, be, thy, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive, forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we all like to stop right there. But the next verse, verse 14, it says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Now the word for, for forgiveness that is used here is the Greek word I fear I mean, which is literally to walk away from, to cast away from you, to divorce. And sometimes there's been done wrong to us. My father said this, my mother did that. That guy who was supposed to be my friend, he stabbed me in the back. And we don't get 
to the place where we forgive. So now we come back to the court case. Something wrong has been done to me and I've got a legal case against this person. So I've gone to the police. I've said, so-and-so stole this from me. So they came around, they arrested him. He couldn't make bail. He's in jail. But I, I'm sitting in court. I'm waiting for justice to be done to me. And it's like drinking poison, inspecting somebody else to die. And the word says here, if you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. In Matthew 18, verse 21, Peter gets a bit of this that we need to forgive. And, I, and he said to Jesus, how many times should I then forgive? Seven times? He, he ups the, 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 the score a bit because the, 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 the teaching in those days were uh, you, uh, three times, then it's enough. Then I don't turn the other cheek on. Some people say, I'll turn this cheek and then the other cheek and then I'll answer with my fist. So Peter wants to up it. And Jesus tells him, no, 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 up to 70 times 7. But the effect when one does not forgive. In Matthew 18, verses 32 to 35, it's about the, the unforgiving servant, where he gets forgiven much, but he doesn't want to forgive others. And the scripture says there, and, it, and he was handed over, to the torturers. Now the first time Lizette and I really got to, to notice this, this effect in people's lives was back in, I think it was in 1987 or 88. A hairdresser, we were young Christians and uh, there was a hairdresser in a congregation, a small congregation, we were about 25 people. And this hairdresser came to Lizette and she said, I've got a problem with my fingers. It's, it's almost like, they, they, like they, uh, they, there's arthritis in them, but it's not quite. And because of my work, it keeps on going. And Lizette prayed for her and she, and she thought, oh, this is a weird thought. And so she said, well, let's test it. And she asked her, is this connected with how you relate to your husband. Because her husband wasn't so, always so, so, so very nice to her. Um, and she thought about it a couple of days and she said, yeah, if I forgive him, then my fingers are all right. If I don't, my hand is sore. Keeping a grudge against somebody, not withdrawing the case, keeps other people in jail. 
we saw that happen where we, we ran a seminar and uh, we had a guy in one of the groups. Now, he, he, he told us we can share the story and he shared it himself. His parents divorced when he was 14. He didn't have contact with his father since then. And his father never told him, I love you. But on the seminar, um, he was in the Z's group, we got, he got to a place where he said, Lord, I forgive my father for never telling me that he loves me. That, and, 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 and this longing that I have from blessing from you, Lord, thank you that you can bless me. And he had his mobile phone with him. Uh, he didn't turn it off like he was supposed to, but he did have it on silent. And he had it face down. And when the group finished, he picked up his phone, he looked at it and he said, guys, just look at this. His father had sent him a text saying, hi son, just want to tell you, I love you. So when we... <laughs> So when we withdraw our case, we let other people out of jail. But we are also free because then we are not sitting in court anymore waiting for justice to be done to us. Another example, we had a, a lady brought to us in, in church and, and they said to her, the first time they came to church, this particular person came to church and, and her hand was very stiff and, and, and painful. And they said, would you pray for her? And they said, I was praying. I, I took her hand in my, in my hand and I closed it up totally and, and nothing happened. And, I, and we prayed and nothing happened. And I, and I just heard the Holy Spirit say, she's angry. So I took my hand off. I said, who are you angry at? She said, my brother. I said, you'll have to forgive him. She said, he's going to do it again. I said, you still have to forgive him. So I had to, to, to lead her in that, in that and she, she forgave her brother. And her hand started bending. She said, who else? My father. She forgave him. Who else? My employer. And as she forgave, the pain in her hand left. I've got two more stories to tell. We did an, a seminar at a place called Burgersdorp in, 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 in the Northern Cape. And it's, other people drove over from a place called Hanover, which is about 200 kilometers, and they dropped their children off about halfway at a place called Colesburg and drove the, the, the other 100 kilometers and did the, the seminar. And uh, they had two children. The one was, at, I think, about three or four years old and an angry little girl. She was really, apparently, I, I never met her. So apparently, this girl, girl was, if you look at, looked at her, she was angry. And on the Saturday afternoon, the people they were with took them 
somewhere else. They, I think they went to a funeral, and, they, and it was in the double back cab pickup, and the girl was in the back, and, and suddenly this girl changed from an angry girl to a friendly girl. And she came forward, she wasn't in a safety seat, she came she crawled up between them and she was laughing and telling some things and the two people thought, what's happened? So on the Sunday afternoon the, the parents came back, they picked her up and they said, and, 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 they, t and they were told, your daughter changed yesterday afternoon from an angry girl to a friendly girl and we don't know what happened. And the mother said, at what time was that? And, and they worked it out and, and she said, you know what? That was exactly the time that I withdrew the judgment that I had against my mother for the bad things that she said to me and that I took in the wrong way, that I perceived in the wrong way. And the moment she withdrew her case against her mother, her daughter changed and became a friend of you. So we, when we don't withdraw the case, hold people in jail. And then I've got a, one last story that I want to tell. And it's about Yanni de Beer. Now Yanni de Beer, the, some of you will remember 1999, the Rugby World Cup. In the corner finals, he dropped out England. He kicked five drop goals, and England was dropped out of the World Cup. And uh, Yanni came to the Lord. His father was an alcoholic and a homeless person in Bloemfontein. So one day when Yanni came to the Lord, he, he looked for his father. He was always begging at a, at a certain traffic light. He went, got him and spoke to him and said, Dad, I forgive you for being an alcoholic. I forgive you for for hitting mum and leaving us and we had to grow up ourselves. It made no difference in his life. But in 2005, so be careful if you ask your wife uh, what she wants for, for her birthday. He asked his wife, for, what do you want for your birthday? And she said to him, I want to do the ancient path course and I want you to go with me. So he didn't really want to go. But he did. And he learned this thing about forgiveness. And he went back to his, to his father. Found him again, same traffic light. And said, Father, forgive me for judging you. I haven't been honoring you. I want to honor you as my father. His father is working. Within weeks, he found a job. He's working. He's working at a, at a place called Bloemfontein Break and Clutch. He's a driver. He uh, doesn't get paid much, but he's he's, a, he's turned his life, life around. So that's the the message that I want to bring today. Is if you have not forgiven somebody. It is the same as withdrawing the case. If you have accused God of things, bad things that have happened in your life, 
you can say, Lord, forgive me. I've accused you. And I have not seen you. I've seen you like Mephibosheth saw David. David was, is, the image, is the king, but he's also the image of Father God, our king, who wants to, go, to, go, to do good to us, but we think he's not, he doesn't want to do good to us. So if you have in your heart had a thing in your heart that said, Lord, I'm not so sure that you want to do good to me. I want to give you today the opportunity to come before God and say, Lord, I withdraw my case against you. And if you have people that you need to forgive, and you would know about that, people that has wronged you, that you haven't withdrawn the case, why don't you do that today? Can we have the, the, the band up here? So I would like all of you to close your eyes. And just ask God, God, Father God, is there areas where I've blamed you that I need to forgive, that I need to withdraw the case? Where I have thought that you have wronged me, Lord? And the second question, Lord, are there people that I haven't forgiven yet? And that might include yourself for things that you have done wrong, where you still keep on beating yourself up. So why don't you just pray today, Lord, and say, Lord, I withdraw my case against that person. I forgive them, Lord, in exactly the same way that you have forgiven me. Holding nothing back, forgetting what, what has been done to me. I am not sitting in court anywhere expecting and waiting for the court case to be heard so that justice can be done to me. I withdraw my case. I set that person free. And I set myself free. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com